0: Hi everybody and welcome to the first ever podcast of AV World UK. I'm here with Andy Sharp and Mark Sumner and today the subject we're talking about is football. It's pretty universal to absolutely everyone out there and I'm sure we've all got experience of this haven't we lads?
1: A little bit and
2: hello boss, hello everyone.
0: (laughs) Hey Andy, what about you Mark? Plenty of experience yourself as as a chairman of a football club.
2: Very much so, but uh, well, welcome everybody, hope you uh, enjoy this first podcast with uh, me and my team, my crew.
0: The uh, the, the Namba crew. So um, let's dive right in, what's the best game you've ever played in Mark? You must have played a few yourself.
2: Yeah, to, quite quite a few, I've, uh, I've won a few tournaments at the uh, soccer dorms that we've had, you know, I played part of a team, uh, I, I, I won a tournament and then injured myself in the final, always, always the best game. Uh so it is the best game I've played <laughs> because we, we won 3-2, I injured myself and I still managed to uh, get the tickets to see the mighty Blackburn Rovers in a box seat. So win-win.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know about win-win, if you having to go and watch Blackburn, but uh, and Sharpie, I mean, I'm sure surprised yourself with uh, uh, being a Scotsman. You've not had a call up yet. Surely you've, uh, you've been offered a game.
1: I reckon I could probably get get a game in, 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 at least in goal, right? Surely, um, and you know, with my larger frame, I've got short arms to be fair, like a T Rex. But with my larger frame, I could fill up a bit of the goal, so it's not so bad.
0: Yeah, I, I, I am shocked and I'm shocked and appalled that they've not had a, you know, you've not got at least one cap. I thought they gave them out like everyone, like sort of a round robin. Everybody. Oh got yeah, one yeah if got. you
1: go to school up there, that's generally how it works. Yeah, yeah. You, you graduate from primary school to secondary, and everyone gets to have a, a shot at the World Cup.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, which to be honest is probably why uh, they'd have much luck doing that, getting qualified for the World Cup as we do normally. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Scottish World Cup lottery. Yeah, yeah, to be honest,
1: <laughs> but why not? You know, we couldn't do any worse. Haven't played in the <laughs> tournament since 1998, not that I'm keeping count. And actually, talking of 1998, that's my best game. Um, and I genuinely had that lined up. So it would be, time FC, a way to lip hook... FC and i scored a hat trick uh left foot right foot header so perfect hat trick the perfect hat
0: trick as uh, well I, I don't i can't get anywhere near i think I, so for my playing career ended very young i think i was about 14 or 15 um and uh, was a definitely a, a different body frame to the to the one i'm blessed with now um but it was uh it, it was sort of 14 15 year olds playing uh, 11 a side Different, varying standards of uh, of Sunday morning football, and never to the to, to the head, dizzy heights of uh, of you guys, I'm sure. Um, my my path went down. I know. I was also 14 and also
1: playing Sunday league football. But... Oh, oh right. Okay, okay then. I so... that little bit as well. But...
0: <laughs> Perfect hat trick at under 14s. Yeah. No, I, my playing career went down a different route in the uh, in, in the rugby world, but um, but but. You know, certainly played a lot of football growing up as a kid, and I, I think my my best game was probably I think I peaked too soon was my problem. I uh, I was I think I was probably under 12s or or under 13s playing on a big 11-a-side pitch and scored a goal from the halfway line, uh, volley out from the keeper with the wind at my back, sailed through, swung a big boot at it and managed to land it over the top of a keeper that was probably about three st- <laughs> three foot tall uh, into the top of the goal and. That was the shining moment, as I say, probably peaked too soon and uh, and was never going to uh, emulate that ever again.
1: I don't think I could score from the halfway line now as a 37-year-old man. I don't think I could <laughs> get it far enough.
2: <laughs> See, when, when you talk like that, though, it's a uh, difference of it. I never started playing football in a team until I was 18. That is when I actually started to wow. play football. So I am in my prime now. <laughs> and, and as we said we're not blessed with the best of bodies but this is my prime you know you cut me in half and I am prime beef you know <laughs> the Sunday oh. League now consists of two hours of running around on a field thinking I am 14-15 and I can score from the halfway line and I can't <laughs> I'm with you on this one Jean-Pierre. Two
0: hours two hours running around now I don't think I think you know the thought of that is enough to make me start blowing I can't even think about two hours of running around on a football pitch. I, I tried, I went back for a charity rugby match a little while ago and um, played in that. And I think I lasted all of 20 minutes. Uh, it was a, <laughs> absolutely appalling fitness. So you, you, fair play to you. You, you you're doing something, uh, doing something great there. And, um, I think for me more, my Sunday mornings now, are more spent on the side of the pitch coaching than it was, uh, than, than actually running around, uh, which is much easier dictating to, uh, nine and ten-year-olds how to play football rather than uh, having to do it myself.
1: Uh, also, you least the inner Sam Allardyce then on a Sunday morning with your pints of wine. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Leaning out the window like Rednap on the, on the <laughs> way out. <laughs> you coach yourself, do you, Mark?
2: Yeah, so I, I've done my badge level one, done the youth mod, 200 youth kids. Now 35 adults. You know, the hardest one to manage are always going to be the adults. But, you know, the kids themselves, you know, 15 different teams. I get involved where I can, you know, go down Wednesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays if need be, do a bit a kick around, do some goalkeeper training. And it's quite amazing that you get involved in something like that. And like I say, it sticks with you. You know, I do a bit of goalkeeper training, even though I used to be a goalkeeper and played in school on the playground. And that's as far as goalkeeper I went. You know? But I go there now and you say you stand there and go right, do some diving left and right and do things like that. And the kids go, oh yeah, I didn't think about doing it that way. And you think, wow, I'm actually pretty good at this, you know. And then they're gonna get beat 25-0, and they were all getting beat 5-0 the week before. <laughs> 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 so think, Maybe I'm not as good as I think I am, but you know, it, it it is a rewarding thing. You know, my lad's only just starting to think about playing football at eight years old now. But I've done it for, this is the seventh year of the club and we're 10 years old. You know, it's a great thing to do. It is rewarding. It is enjoyable. It, it does. Uh, that's why I've started playing football now myself, so that I can try and get my own glory. <laughs> I've seen enough kids get in it. You know, I'll go and steal <laughs> some glory. Hopefully win some trophies. But you know, <clears throat> I think I, th- I think uh, we're happy. In a, we're Division Three, Blackman Sunday League. We're uh, we get a bit battered by the top of the league. We get battered by the bottom of the league sometimes, you know. We're just, we're just a true Blackman Rovers mid-table team.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, well, uh...
2: Steve Clark would be happy to have me running in that Scottish team, <laughs> I tell you now. big man up front, big ball over the, big the top, lump. <laughs> laid off to strike to wingers who just put it back at net.
1: Well, if you expect to earn your stripes, I want to see you do um, the little dance in the changing room that they play at the Scotland Games. You know, the, um, I can't remember the name of the song, the boogie one um, from the 70s. But I'd need you to get your boot bag and uh, Andy Considine and have a proper sing-along. If you can do that, you can start. But if you can't...
2: <laughs> Thanks, Sharpie. What about, what about... I think uh, about... I'll stay on sidelines.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have, have
0: you ever got involved in the, in the coaching side of it? Andy, ever, uh, ever had to stand on the sidelines screaming at other people's children?
1: No, thankfully. Um, my boy doesn't really play sport, so um, I have never had to get up early on a Sunday morning. Um, I'm a very selfish person. Um, lucky, so. lucky man, a uh, real
0: lucky man. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's a special skill to uh, to pull those long socks on on a cold Sunday morning when your son or, or daughter's got a cold and and doesn't want to go, and you're there with other people's children on the sideline screaming at them as they get battered eight nil. There is nothing worse. There literally is nothing worse. <laughs>
1: I, I do remember when back in the olden days when we would play, though, that it was pretty common to see lots of. Uh, Mini coaches, I people's dads, sort of getting quite upset on the sideline. Um, we we would have a regular derby every every couple of months against Sandhurst. The Pinewoods Woods was Crothorn. Sandhurst Town. We would play against. Uh, twice, twice the game had to be called off. For all the dads falling out on the sidelines,
0: <laughs> I, I never get that. I never understand that. Where well, it's children's football, where uh, they're you know people arguing or fighting with each other over over children. You know, it's so emotive. I think that is the passion of it. Is that you know there are a number of people probably living there, living their youth through their children, uh, or reliving their youth through their children as they as they kick a ball about on a Sunday. It's super passionate, probably more passionate than they've ever got about another game. But um yeah it, it's crazy to see that and especially as a coach because generally you're on the other side of the pitch and you're watching parents arguing with each other over what is essentially you know uh, supposed something that's supposed to be fun and <laughs> kick about on a Sunday morning and uh, and, and people getting so uh, so angry with it uh, it's it's crazy it is absolutely crazy I, I've never I've never understood that whatsoever um, but we, we used to have some ridiculous stuff happen when we were when we were kids with um, I genuinely remember what my first I playing was for the school team. I think it was like the year six, probably, I don't know what, 11 years old. And um, we used to have these two kids that uh, their parents used to treat it like a, like a crash. I used to drop them both off the twin boys in their school shoes and they used to just stand in goal, holding hands with each other. They <laughs> didn't want to be there at all. They were covering the goal,
1: though, to be fair. So, you know.
0: It was perfect. Yeah, they were the perfect goalkeeping pair. So uh, it was, Yeah, <laughs> didn't want to be there. But Parents used it as a crash on a Saturday morning to go for an hour, hour to themselves uh, and, and turn up. It was uh, madness. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I've got, the, I've got the, the hardest of all of it because I look at it and go I'm chairman, I see some kids I play football myself but then I see it from a referee and I've had, I've had to deal with those sort of things oh. with parents at the sidelines screaming and some expletives <laughs> have been thrown my way and having to send parents away at nine years old you're sending parents away for explicit, being shouted at. And you see it happen all the time. And so it seems to be getting worse uh, in kind of kids' football. You seem to get more, more sideline interaction than anything. But now, as I'm playing football, in my head, as I'm going for a tackle, I'm going, keep your feet down, keep your feet down, don't tackle him. That's a yellow, that's a yellow. You're getting a yellow, you're off now, he's gone. You know, you're <laughs> You know, it's tough. It is these days.
0: Mike, Mike, when I was coaching the children, it would always be, you know, no sliding in. There's no need for you to go to ground. You're not quick enough. None of you are skillful enough. There's no need for you to do a slide tackle, and that would and be my ethos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no need for me to be slide tackling either. But yeah, that would be that would be always the would be the mantra for them because it was just a, a ways of them getting hurt and and seeing those the parents on the other side. But as a referee, I mean, getting abuse from you know it, it, most of the time you're a volunteer as well. Uh, mm. You know, from I, I volunteered to something to sort of um, support the kids team um, as a referee volunteering on a, on a Sunday morning, uh, you know, just to stand there and get abuse in the wind and the rain, certainly up where you're from, (laughs) it's guaranteed wind and rain. The wind,
2: the rain, the snow, whatever it is, the game
0: is on. That's just summer.
2: I've been a referee as well. And I do do a lot of the old 15, 16 year old uh, games and the 18 pluses at the minute. They're like, right your is and they go oh yeah oh yeah it's pouring down it's going through games that off lads Somebody's <laughs> reffing you, game's not off. That game's being played <laughs> regardless. You know, you could be in four foot of water and he'll tell you to swim, you know. <laughs> you're uh-huh. playing this game. And even at the club that I run, it's like, right, oh, Mark's a ref this weekend, and you see it in the groups because I'm in all the kids' groups. Mark's refing, game's definitely on, you never <laughs> get called off. And you see <laughs> even the parents going, oh great, which you know, and you go, It's brilliant. You laugh at it, but yeah, you know, in when you're a referee, it's a whole different scope. You know, I suppose then, as a yeah. ref, is worse,
0: there's worse. There's definitely worse, uh, um, you know, nicknames or, or, or uh, things to go with you. Like then, then you know, the game's, the game's definitely going to go on. Um, oh. there's certainly, certainly uh, worse reputations than than that. Oh, yeah.
2: there is. Oh,
1: Mark, he's so reliable. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dang him. <laughs>
2: yeah. you, you see, you see lots like that, and you know, you see the controversy of this uh, this weekend just gone of the. Handball for Middlesbrough, but, oh, uh, awful. That, you know, well, as a referee, well, I, think, I would have given it.
0: Well, between the three of us, we've we've got pretty varied uh football support, so you know, you, you, you boys with, with your team, as a Man United fan myself, you know, you, you do tend to get a lot of abuse these days. Got called a glory hunter when I was growing up, of oh, because we were winning absolutely everything, and now seems to be a the bit of a time. Yeah, I think it's a glutton for punishment more than anything else. I'm certainly starting to feel how you boys must have felt for a a long time, you know, supporting Blackburn and Dundee United. I mean, Dundee, Andy. Wow. (laughs) You're
1: right. I don't have the luxury of ever getting called a glory hunter. That's absolutely true. Um, (laughs) However, I tell myself this all the time, that I quite like supporting a rubbish club um, because it's not just about going there and watching your team win endless amounts of trophies which let's be honest in Scotland I don't have an awful lot of options anyway right (laughs) but I hate the phrase but the match day experience and maybe Mark will have some input on this but the match day experience when you support a rubbish club is actually weirdly really good so if I want to go to Tanner Dice which is where Dundee United play which everybody knew already for sure of course we did I would, I would just walk up and buy the ticket on the turnstile. So I don't have to buy it in advance. I don't have to worry about any of that sort of planning and stuff. You just roll up and you, you get in. I mean, and they you make can make you kind pay of wherever you want. They still well, make you pay. I mean, you know, <laughs> arb- arbitrary uh, cost of admin, I suppose. But everyone's uh, a quid. <laughs> that said, eighteen pounds for a ticket. So you know, it, the whole day is actually really cheap. You can take the boy. You can, I can get in. I can get everything. Couple of drinks and some food, probably all in for about 35 quid. Which, as a day out goes, you probably couldn't buy one Premier League ticket for that.
0: Cost of like Arsenal and places like that to go and watch your team play, you know, over a thousand pounds a year for a season ticket, crazy 60, 70, 100 pounds in some cases for a ticket it's unbelievable. So, you know, it's much better to make it affordable and get more more fans and even if there is only two of you sat there 36 quid a week well oh, yeah. the wages.
1: <laughs> I've been on an away day to Muir because we've got um away days down there so I'll jump this a little bit quickly in away day to Stenhousemuir there were 200 fans there of which 150 were the away fans wow so that is um that was but in a weird way it was a great Saturday afternoon it was really good fun because yeah. Um, you know, I've never been to Stan House Mule uh, before, probably won't go back, but <laughs> uh, it was like £5 to get in, and I think you got like a, a pie as part of that as well, so um, <laughs> not that nice. I want to steal all your, uh, your fun stories, Mark. But... Uh, no. <laughs> I mean,
0: oh, you, no. you must have been, you must have seen some stuff, supporting I mean, supporting Blackburn, you... You know, with Dundee, at least you know what you're gonna get. I think you know, with Dundee, you're you you are all the underdogs. You're fighting it out, you're slung it out. But Blackburn, you've had some success, and you've had you know, ownership from people that love chicken. So, more, you know, you've 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 had a bit of a, a turbulent, crazy time. It, I mean, it must take some commitment to be a be a Blackburn fan.
2: It does. And you're also not not many people know this, but I used to be a United fan. <gasps> used to be my when i goodness. was five and six years old and then i will back I was, it was you know i was glory hunting i was exactly what the cow was saying i was glory hunting and it was one of those where i went the first platform yeah i went forget it i'm just going to do this 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 is where i want to be from now on because everyone was united you know in my youth when you were still like 25 sharper uh you know i <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm talking uh you know but, late 1990s in my youth when I was 9 and 10 (laughs) you know that was when uh, that was when uh, the Blackman came through but I absolutely agree with Andy that you know supporting a team that isn't the best team never disappoints you because you know you're going to win some you know you're going to lose some you know you're going to lose more than you win you know that's it when you win you're well. You're really happy. You're ecstatic. Everyone goes. You know, we're, we're second in the championship at the minute. Do you know what I'm If you should add a one in front of that too, and we should be twelve. But you know, a second. We're we're, <laughs> we're above and beyond. Let's keep going and, and going. You know. I've been to loads of away days, you know. I try and keep it as local as possible. They're the best away days of your local derbies, your Boltons, your Prestons, your Wiggins, your Ackies. You know, they're great. But my best one has to be United. I can tell you it was the 29th of December. I don't know what year it was, but Yakubu and Grant Hanley scored, and we finished 3-2, and the odds of that were 150-1 to because we were 20th in the Premier League, United were top, and we beat them 3-2. I can wow. tell you. I was in I was in the uh, Sir Alex Ferguson stand (laughs) in the box, screaming and shouting. And then I look around and went, I'm in the wrong place. (laughs) 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 Uh, Unbelievable. But you you see days like that, you know, and you see you see the drab days of you know, I've gone to Fulham and watched us get beat 4-0 on a Tuesday night, traveling down and traveling back. You know, you've got to go, you take the good and the bad, you know. But even now, you know, I took my lad to his first away game at Wigan the other week in the FA Cup. We lost 3-2. Wonder goal by Wigan at the last minute, you know. In all fairness, we did put two into our own net. You know, we, did, you know, we helped him out a <laughs> that's little never, bit. That's never going to go well for you. <laughs> you know, we, we, we helped him out a little bit. But, you know, he loved it. And now he wants to go and do the, you know, the, the stadiums in 92. You know, go on yeah. every stadium he can within, a, within the year. That's going to cost some money. It really yeah. is. Well, in the lower leagues, you know, I can go to Aki Stanley. and It's ten pounds sometimes a game, yeah. And that's ten pound for me and a pound for him or a five pound for him. That's cheap, you know. I mean, that,
0: that does make it more accessible for for kids and it gets more more people into it. I think that's the real real good thing. I mean, that I, I, clearly I don't have to travel as far as uh, Andy if he wants to go and watch his team play at home. But um, <laughs> still, from from Basingstoke to uh, to Manchester's a, a, a journey, and I've been up several times to go and watch. United and seen all different uh, all different um, things where I've turned up at uh, missed the kickoff of meeting somebody to give them a ticket we won one nil but scored in the first half and I could only get in at half time so uh, I'd driven from Basingstoke to watch half a game of football and uh, I missed the goal that was uh, that was fun in games and um, yeah, going going around but I mean my first my first game of football was watching United away um, living in Basingstoke, was was going down to Southampton. Uh, at the Dell and watching United lose my first ever game of football we lost 3-1 and they changed their shirts at halftime that's uh, the infamous game when they couldn't see each oh, other in break? the grey yeah yeah that yeah, yeah. was there that day and I, I was I was uh at, in the stadium that day when they changed their shirts they came out at halftime and then the next time I went to watch them if That wasn't bad enough. It was with the time when Southampton put our biggest defeat on United and they beat a six-three. Uh so <laughs> the first two games of football I went to were away. I think it was about eight. And uh, we went to see them play and, and watched them lose three, one, and six three, and got to see the infamous shirt change at half time. It was uh it was absolutely crackers. But um, yeah, going up to see them play, uh is, is is a real a real journey, but it's all part of the excitement and and you know, going into the stadium. And one thing I've always experienced, sort of, even as an as an adult going and watching them play away, is the the tribal atmosphere of it all. Of the, it's us versus the world, and and getting brought into something that you just can't sort of put into words. I find a lot of the time is is that experience of being part of something uh, collectively uh against another group of people and it's not about sort of you know you don't want to hurt these people well, I don't but you know, <laughs> I'm sure there's some nutters out there but you know it's that you want to see your team do better than them and your collectively and it's it, it's that that as I say that tribal aspect to it I find really um really makes the day you know amazing it gives you these feelings that like I said you can't really describe it's it's, it's sort of very strange going into the away end of a football stadium and uh, and you know walking up and appearing out of the onto the pitch, looking at somebody else's ground and jumping up and down with your fans and getting shouted and screamed at and held abuse at for, for ninety minutes.
2: Hundred <laughs> percent. Like I said, it depends on your away days that you go to. <clears throat> you know, Blackburn Burnley games, horrific games, horrific games. You know, it's, it's one of the worst <laughs> diaries. Around, but there's only probably ten miles between stadiums, but it takes two hours to get there. We get sh- <laughs> if it's the twelve thirty kickoff. You if you will go on, on horse and cart, that order, I will give you that one. Uh, you know, they, they put you on a coach at half eight, but then the coach doesn't set off till half nine, and then you get escorted in by a police escort because they're worried. And there's there's different different coaches going different ways to the stadium so that not every coach can get blocked off by uh, people going in. But whether you're playing away at Burnley or we're at home and they're coming in, it's the same. So like I said, it's tribal mentality, but everybody's together. You don't know the person sat next to you, but you'll speak to him, you'll enjoy it, and then you won't yep. see him again for the rest of your life. Yep. You know? And then you might you might pop into him in 10 years ago. I remember that game we went to and enjoyed it yourself. <laughs> yeah, it was yep. great, weren't it? Yeah, lost 1-0, but, you know, we pulled up the wooden seats. It was great. <laughs> <you know?
0: laughs> yeah, I've still got that bench at home. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so one I, of the worst grounds definitely wooden seats I think they might have changed them now there, and, uh, as a as a rival they're doing quite well for themselves so I hope they come back down soon uh, <laughs> but, well, uh, the
0: worst ground genuinely the worst ground I've ever been to Fratton Park in Portsmouth awful yeah. away it I went to time. watch it is an absolute dive yeah. I went to watch United Portsmouth at Fratton Park and it was uh, this is how long ago it was Tevez debut Wow. Yeah, that that long ago. So I watched them away. I think it was a weekday night. I can't remember exactly what game it was anyway. So we played them and we got there and they've never particularly liked the United fans anyway. And as it was Tevez's debut, there was a lot of chanting for Argentina, which it, it was a standard chant at Man United. However, a group of Falkland fighters hearing the chant Argentina over and over again, didn't take too kindly to that. And as there was only a small net separating the fans in this shed dump of a ground, uh, that literally you were scared to walk along the the concourses because you thought it was going to fall down. Pretty intimidating atmosphere. But you're looking up and seeing corrugated tin roof and (laughs) wooden beams and... Uh, tumble down shack of a of a stadium. It was, uh yeah, it was a, was a tough old tough old place to go. Definitely.
2: 2007. That was. 2007. 2007. Yeah, 2007, 2007 because I was only twelve. And Mister Hillier loves loves uh, bringing back his memories of Ronaldo. He got sent off that day.
0: He did get sent off that day. <laughs> he did. I do remember that.
2: Bring back the Messiah. He can't score a penalty, but he can get a red card. <laughs>
1: I think um, I, uh, I've done a <laughs> way day once for Forest Mechanics, which is a team you won't have heard of, but they play in the Scottish Highland League. Um, and it was, it was bad for, for a different reason because there's no sort of sideboards and there's no sort of standing area. They, they're literally like your local team that play down the park. Um, there was a dog that kept running onto the pitch. They just stopped the game every five minutes because the old lady wouldn't control the dog because she lived just over the road from her grandma, you see. So just kept running out there. Um, Were you dog on the perch? Yeah. I <laughs> oh, so think then. That's it,
0: yeah. Oh, dear. So, I mean, 've we're very lucky with uh, without the three of us because you know we have, genuinely have a pie expert with us don't we um mr mr Sumner himself the the man of the pie i mean definitely it's a big a big part of the day isn't it when you go to football is getting that food um and you know specifically the pie and and the uh i think it's the staple of the football ground so i i don't think that we can even touch that i mean if we we're talking about you know, piss weak beer or anything, <laughs> anything else. But I don't think we can touch your expertise, can we, Mark?
2: Well, it's, it's one of ours, isn't it? When you come from the north of the country, that's how you live is pie, chips, peas, bit of gravy. It's wonderful, but you you are right. Football days, pie in a pint. You always see it in every ground. Pie in a pint, deal. Yeah. There's always a deal on a pie and a pint. And whether that's, you know, your meat and potato for your normal people or your chicken balties that uh, everybody loves. You know, <laughs> you've, got, you've got to love it down. Oh, is but... it about a chicken
0: baltie at a football <laughs> ground? I mean, I can't, I genuinely, I don't think I've ever gone into Gregson. Oh, I'll have the chicken baltie slice. But at football, no. first thing you go for, isn't it? Oh, I'll have a baltie. You got a favourite? Anybody got a favourite pie? Oh.
1: Macaroni pie, for sure. Macaroni right. pie. Macaroni pie, it, 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 and if, for bonus points, you can go and have it at the Tony macaroni stadium.
0: <laughs> a
1: macaroni pie. I've never. It's, had, I've it's never genuinely met... a pie with macaroni in it. That's exactly what it is. And you throw a bit of gravy on the top, and it is just carbs and fat and absolutely zero nutritional value, which is what I'm looking for.
0: Wow. I, I mean, it, it's uh, clearly it's there to soak up the beer. But a macaroni pie. I don't. I can't. What about yourself, Mark? Like macaroni pie.
2: Macaroni isn't a pie.
0: <laughs> you know? is, that, is that like is that like a mashup? You know, these fusion foods Italian Scottish or Sca Italian Northern, you know, like macaroni macaroni pie. We've got the the pasta and the pie. We finally brought it together. I don't Your know. Your average St
1: Mirren fan will be like, they'll get all funny about it and go, oh, there's a lot of Italian immigration to Scotland in the forties and you know, that's what they up for the ice cream shops. But honestly, it's just because we're a bunch of savages. That's all it is.
0: Yeah, deep fried macaroni deep fried. pie. Yeah,
1: deep fried macaroni pie. And oh, you know man, what? I stand no, by no. it as well. It's lovely. Oh, no, no,
2: no, no. No, nah, you going for a, a good peppered steak is my my oh, recent one. A man. That, that's been a good one. Accrington yep. Stanley, really good. Holland's are, are in there as well. Big shout out to Holland if we can tag you in. Uh, <laughs> 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 three pies may be delivered to my home address. Uh, but, Peppered steak pie, can't go wrong with that. You know, everyone has their other the others that they go after, but you know, there is lovers of steak and ales and that. If you do see a steak and ale, I do love a steak and ale pie. Are However, you a fan of
0: uh, the pucker pie at the stadium or do you prefer like, the locally sourced produce? Because you definitely know what you're locally. getting with a pucker pie.
2: Yeah, the locally one, all the local ones, very much preferred you know but Batman the Rovers they've got the kind of sometimes it's Holland they've gone to Clayton Park Bakery but it's always something that's made local and I think they are the better ones you know the freshly made delivered yeah you, know, <clears throat> you, you have no idea you, you might be going in going on with peppered steak and they go nope sorry uh, on this run we only made cheese and onion <laughs> <laughs> cheese and onion than it is today and uh go down that route but at
0: least you know it's gonna taste good I suppose
2: that's it, you know, you, you know what you're getting. Uh, and I'm pretty sure there's uh, there's many different pies and macaroni pie uh, <laughs> up in uh, Scotland, and uh, maybe next time we'll, ha- we'll have a bit of a research into these pies and see what's yeah. the most extravagant pie we can find. Pies different around the alive.
1: world. Definitely, <laughs> pies around the world.
2: Of a pie tasting contest. So what pie <laughs> have you got there, Mark? What are you hiding away under your desk? <laughs> None today, unfortunately. No, you know, there no wasn't pie. one. It, it was going to be uh, the, the little girl that always does love the uh, steak pie. Always love steak pie. Every every week it has to be on a Tuesday. It is a steak pie, but uh, not tonight, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, it's but not. Uh, she, she she does. Uh, she absolutely loves that. And every week it's steak pie. We go shopping. Steak pie. You know, I'll go after my own heart because she does love the steak puddings too. You can't oh, beat a good steak. pudding. Do you like
0: a steak pudding? So it's, it's got. It's definitely one. Of the, definitely one of the ones. And, I, and so, I must
2: admit, unfortunately, and uh, I might uh, put some people off here, but I am a fan of the Frey Bentos pie in a tins. I oh, do well, enjoy... Gonna, it oh, don't, you out, don't you
0: get kicked out of the North for, for liking <laughs> things like that? Yeah, Genuinely, have you, so we we'll do some research if you look into this, and, 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 and I'm going to quote it because I, I've heard this fact several times. The people that make Frey Bentos pies, the same people that make Pedigree Chum, and they actually use better meat in pedigree chum than they do in the Frey Bentos pie. It's like the offcuts of the meat from dog food. So I'm not sure <laughs> you're gonna win a lot of hearts and minds with your Frey Bentos tinned pie, especially from the north. I think that's I something that you, you get kicked out, don't you?
2: you? You come you come up with that. All I can say is I'm gonna make a lot of animal friends off this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> Sharpie's yeah. got his dog going, let me on, let me on. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <I've got laughs> a yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: Oh. so I think we're almost coming to uh the end of uh of today's episode. We've, we've been through an awful lot of stuff. I think in next week's episode, we're we've got um a guest with us um where we'll be talking about um the av trade shows so um, we're going to be joined by a kate butcher and and we're going to be talking all around trade shows our best our worst the best bits worst bits it's gonna be absolutely amazing make sure that you subscribe that you like before we go though i think we can't we, we don't want to miss it we're going to go over to mr andy sharp he's got a few quiz questions for us i think we're going to test our general knowledge on the subject of the day so mr sharp what have you got for us
1: well, keeping with the theme of today's episode, it's going to be about football. Now, we're, we're taking all these questions from a really heavy-hitting football source, um, the Beano. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> um, but they are, they sat, there giants within the football industry, okay? So everything here is absolutely golden. There's going to be five questions um, and I'm going to run through them and then we'll do answers at the end. So no cheating, no Googling no. them. While Google, is Google is off.
0: Google is off. Google
1: is off. All right, question number one. In what year was the Premier League formed? Oh,
0: 1992.
1: Right, write your answers down and don't tell each other. Oh, no, right, Dan. okay. All oh, right, we're writing these down, are we? Fair we're, going right, okay. we're going to official.
0: We're <laughs> going me. official.
1: Could have told me. I could have bought some paper. I thought we were going to put any cheating.
0: Oh, right, okay. That was a clever ruse. It was actually uh, <laughs> 1987. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm down. I've got it. I've got it. Answers down.
1: Question number two. Who has scored the fastest Premier League hat trick?
0: Yeah. Ooh. Get in there. Definitely know that one.
1: Question number three. Yeah. Who won the very first Premier League in its inaugural season? Uh, okay. Yeah. Question number four. Who was the first UK team to win the European Cup? Ooh, that's a good one.
0: Oh, that is a tough one. Uh, I was, I've got an answer that instantly sprang to mind, but I'm not certain that it's right. Tough one, tough one. What's the last one then, Sharpie?
1: Very last one. Which country was the first country to win the World Cup?
0: Ah, oh, their favourite quiz question.
1: Everyone loves that question.
0: Everyone loves that question. I've answered that a few times. How are we marking this then? Best of five.
1: Best of five. Good, then you go through the
0: answers. You go through the answers then, my friend, and and I'll let you know how many
1: we've got. All right. Question number one. Gonna be five. (laughs) 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 We've got to share answers. Yeah, go for it. Uh, When was the Premier League formed? Is 1992, 93. Yeah. Do we we get
2: bonus points for uh, it was May 1992?
1: Oh, sorry. Uh,
2: well, seeing as I don't know that it was May, I couldn't possibly tell you that. Uh,
0: a quiz, um, quiz uh, master's uh, answers are final there for you, Mark. So, uh, but you're welcome for the answer.
1: <laughs> um, the, the fastest hat-trick in the Premier League? Eric Cantona?
2: Robbie Fowler. Incorrect.
1: What? Incorrect. Oh, This is a real thinker. It's Sadio Mane and he only a couple of months ago. Oh, he said
0: he nicked Cantona. It was Cantonar before that.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Okay, not five out of five then. Not five (laughs) out of five, no.
1: Well, I think they're still uneven though. This is okay. Uh, Question number three. Uh, Which team won the first Premier League?
2: Obviously. Mr. United.
1: Obviously, Manchester United.
2: Got it. Got it.
0: Standard.
1: Now this is this is a good this is a litmus test here who was the first uk team to win the european cup
2: i've gone aston villa
1: i went leeds it was celtic cuz everybody knows scottish oh, football is
0: oh my goodness me does, Do they even play up there rubbish uh, okay. I make
1: that three each, by the way. So far, uh, no, <laughs> oh, two each, d- two, each, two, two, each. each yeah. two each, yeah. Last question then: Which country won um, the very first World Cup? Uruguay. 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 Okay, <laughs> that's three. We're going to need a tiebreaker. Now, oh. Luckily, um, you
0: come prepared just I've in this come eventuality.
1: Prepared. Uh, which. I'm not padding for time because I've definitely got everything ready. (laughs)
0: It's teed (laughs) up and ready to go. Mr. Professional, Mr. Sharp.
1: Um, So, Wayne Rooney scored his first Premier League um, hat-trick against this team. So, shout out teams until you get it right. Carl first, then Mark next. Uh, 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 Liverpool. No.
2: Everton.
0: No. Manchester United. No. He played for Everton first, didn't he? So,
1: first Premier League hat trick. Yeah, and who did he score it against? Which
0: team? Who, oh right, who did he score it against? Um, I'm gonna say, Wigan.
1: No, oh, Alton. No. We could be here all no. day. He's uh, played. Hey, he played in the Premier League forever. Uh, uh, uh... Okay, let me give you. So, everybody hates them. There you go. Leeds. No, no. Huh? But, Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal
2: anybody of. anybody other
0: than United. united's great <laughs> <laughs> thank you mr sharp i think i'll take the win on that quiz for a quiz but i'm sorry mr uh, mr sumner uh, about that um so i think we've come to the end of today's episode please make sure that you like and subscribe uh on the usual platforms streaming live on spotify and on apple music um interact with us we are at av world uk on instagram twitter and tiktok uh keep reaching out to all of us thank you very much for listening today really really appreciate it hope you join us next week when we be joined by kate butcher talking about av uh, trade shows um and we look forward to speaking to you all soon thanks very much guys bye mm-hmm.